0: Everyone, welcome to another episode of Marketing Revelations. I'm your host, Megan Hyde, here with my co-host, Kristen Hughes. Hey, guys. And today we're talking about the customer journey. Kristen, how do you feel about being a customer on a journey? I I don't. (laughs) As a
1: customer, I don't
0: uh, until I get
1: frustrated. It's fair. Yeah. So, for example, I was thinking about this when we were kind of planning this out. Um, I got really frustrated where... um, Well, before I got frustrated, I saw a shirt online I really liked. It was a boutique that followed me on, uh, that somehow targeted me on Facebook, really liked it, was getting ready to purchase it, but I just wasn't ready to make that purchase yet. And then the day came, it was, and I saw a coupon code and I was like, great, here's my time to get the shirt. It's on a deal. I go to get the shirt um, and something came up where I had to exit my screen and then come back. And when I did, I didn't find the coupon code anymore and I went, cool. Um, that was really hard to find the first time and kind of frustrated me, and I was I was just like, nah, that's all right. I'll figure it out, or I'll find another boutique that has the shirt and go purchase it from there. So at the end of the day, <laughs> you didn't buy it. Yeah. Would you buy it from them again? Probably not. It, most likely not, because I'm probably going to find something else that catches my eye eventually or find that shirt somewhere, find that exact shirt somewhere else, because there are so many other competitors out there for probably that business.
0: So that makes sense. And I think that's a super great example. And what that illustrates to me as a marketer is there is a gap in their funnel. Yeah. In their customer journey, essentially. So that happens to businesses all the time where you can have some really great ads because that's how you were somehow followed on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And then it got you to where you wanted to go. It just didn't save your spot. Yeah. And then you couldn't easily come back to finish like the, the conversion to the purchase. Yeah. And then you can't tell people about it. And what you do tell people about it is not going to be good. Like, nope, nope. I've shared that with you outside of this too. I'm like, dang, I really wanted that, you yes. know? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> but a problem. So we want to work with you guys on that today. And first and foremost, let's talk about the marketing funnel. Yeah.
1: I love the marketing funnel
0: (laughs) so we'll start off in what we just talked about with the ad that's part of awareness awareness can come from a lot of different strategies but that's the first thing someone will go through is they have to become aware of your brand in order to even consider your brand which is the second part of the funnel followed by conversion which does not mean they purchased yet but they've taken a step toward making a purchase so that could be a phone call that be that could be getting directions getting a form and then had that gone well for you, you would have purchased. Right. Which is the next part of the funnel.
1: Exactly.
0: Followed by a referral, which is you telling people, yay, this shirt is awesome. Yeah. Or no, <laughs> I didn't buy it and I would never buy from them again. Exactly. Which one do you want to be? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: it's really important to remember that funnel when you guys, when anybody looks at their marketing strategy
0: as a whole too. So. Definitely. Yeah. And once you build it and you can make it lean, that's when yeah. it becomes efficient and you can start growing it and making it bigger which is cool and exciting and what we want to help you do. So, let's talk about the different links of buying cycles which is the customer journey. So, first of all, let's talk about like a short-term buying cycle. What would you think of as a short-term buying cycle? Uh, pizza. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want pizza and I want it now. <laughs> so, I'm not I gonna, wrong.
1: So, how am I going to do it? What would you do, Megan?
0: I would go to Google. Yeah. And I would put in pizza near me or pizza restaurants or best pizza near me. Something of that nature. Especially if I'm not in the mood for a specific pizza place, that's what I would do. I'm usually not, so (laughs) there's that. Um, And then what I'll do is I'll see who shows up first, because that's probably going to be closest to me. Right. Followed by star rating. Like, if my first option has 1.2 stars, I'm not calling them because I don't have time for that. Not when there's other options that are better. Clearly. Exactly. Yes. Then typically, what I'll do is I will go to the website, see if they have any promos, and then give them a call, order a pizza, have it delivered, and eat my pizza, and probably yeah. go to them the next time or tell people like, "Hey, ordered pizza pizza last night. It was awesome."
1: So what's the length of time that probably took you to? Probably do that? ten minutes. Okay okay it took and me then, longer and then, to I, explain
0: this to don't order pizza probably <laughs>
1: yeah. yes and then to actually eat the pizza to figure out if you like it or not
0: also taking us longer to explain exactly that.
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> perfect so that's a great example of a short yeah that's yeah. a really good example actually of a short uh term bind cycle with that
0: yes mm-hmm. really any food yeah anything yeah. like that a couple other things. needed now like,
1: services yeah um plumbers Refers, things like that. Yeah, exactly.
0: You don't want to wait. So let's talk about medium. That's something to me like that. The example you gave earlier is a really good like example yeah. to me, meaning like you wanted a shirt, you were in the market for a shirt. You didn't really have like a specific thing in mind from a specific place. It was more of the right time and the right thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. And then you're ready to pull the trigger and buy it because you become aware of them. You're already considering it but they made it too difficult and you just didn't buy. So exactly. to me, that's a really good example of like, you know you want something, but you don't need it right this second. Um, last one in that piece of it, as far as yeah. identifying which one you fit into is a longer buying cycle. So to me, that's like real estate. Right. I think you had mentioned a custom home builder when we were yeah, planning something. Yeah. So one of those things where it's it's a large investment, there's a lot of different factors that go into it. You need to do research, you need to compare, all these different things, and that's going to be same funnel, bigger scale, longer time period that you're planning for. So, and also typically a lot har- higher ROI exactly. of a product uh, or service. So, I would keep that in mind too. Do you have anything you've like thought yeah. about recently? Yeah,
1: I, actually, I was just thinking the journey of that and what that would look like, mm-hmm. um, just like how it would with the short and medium. Um, most likely, like for example, a custom home builder, what I'm going to be doing is looking at um, the review, maybe maybe do Google search immediate, mm-hmm. look at what's there, figure it out, and then um, look at their social media, uh, figure out what pictures there are, um, what are the reviews, testimonials out there, Definitely. Um, things that could help. So um, and then later, you know, retargeting things you know kind of following them around. I don't want to forget about that home builder or sorry. As, as a business, you don't want them to forget about you, obviously. So using that retargeting method might be good. But um, you're right. that's the big ROI that probably going to purchase, well, a custom home probably once in your life. But maybe a real estate, you know, you maybe mm-hmm. use it a couple times, you know, and that's it. So
0: yes. And I, there's a point I want to make on that, too, is when you're talking about a marketing funnel, the bottom of the funnel is referral. However, the bottom of that funnel pours back into the top of the funnel that is awareness. Good point. So Hopefully that helps you guys like to identify where you fall into like which buying cycle and then that way you can build a funnel that fits for your clients. So that being said, why should you care about your customer journey? Well, one, you should care about it because it's the customer experience.
1: So I just talked about my example getting frustrated and me maybe not looking at that company anymore because it didn't make it easy for me to purchase. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's going to make a huge difference in how that customer feels about your company and if they decide to refer later and so forth. And then two, of course, it's going to make for better marketing strategies. Um, It'll make it a lot easier for you to understand what kind of content you should be pushing out, um, how you should be advertising and what strategies there should be and multiple other avenues of of marketing.
0: Exactly. And that completely affects your marketing and you touched on that a little bit. But let's talk about how that really shapes a campaign and just what you're choosing to put out there Mm -hmm. from like where you fall into this and what kind of funnel funnel you need. So for like short term, for a pizza place, what would you do different from a real estate agent?
1: Um, I'm definitely gonna consider how my local search looks, so that's 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 an example that would be really great for that. Um, what do my reviews look like? That's gonna take some time for me to build up, but then I'm also going to consider paid ads because I can immediately come up the top of search, uh, I'm available, and, and there when people need it.
0: Definitely, and just <laughs> yeah. as a refresher, local search is the map section, Yes. paid ads, she's talking about Google search ads that show up above the map when they're running, just Perfect. to give you a yeah. point of reference. The other thing is like with a real estate agent, so I work with a number of those, as my clients. And that's something where someone may be looking at you three months before they're actually ready to buy a house. Right. So a strategy I would use instead is, yes, we need local search, we need that running. So again, you can take the time to build your reputation and get some reviews out there and pay attention to what that looks like, but not for the end of their buying cycle. That's for their research. The other piece is instead of running Google search ads, I'm gonna be running retargeting ads once people land on your page so i can follow them for 60 to 90 days so that's both talking about paid ads but talking about them in completely different applications exactly um even including
1: some of the social stuff as well oh just yes that anywhere can fit yeah local search is really the fundamental for everything but i agree when you're thinking about certain buying cycles your paid ads could be a good supplement of that too
0: definitely and there's yeah. so many different strategies you can choose from and it honestly can be really overwhelming. And I'm pretty sure that's why we have jobs as strategists and that job didn't exist 10 years ago, six years ago. So at the end of the day, the best thing you can do is put yourself in the customer's shoes and really think about the process they're going through to buy your product or service. Exactly. So let's move on to our next segment. All right. Let's talk about a piece of effective marketing we saw recently. So we were brainstorming collectively before this we started filming this. and We're nerds like that and like to talk about marketing. Again, not wrong, that's like the third time today. <laughs> no, it's, okay. it's fine. Uh, <laughs> so I was actually out to dinner the other night yeah. and one of the people I was out to dinner with owns a bridal shop here in Columbus. And she was talking about like, she she's tried a whole bunch of different marketing things mm-hmm. And she mentioned that one of the best ways she's reached new people and the right people was through influencer marketing. I don't think she realized she was describing influencer marketing to me, though. But what she said is she basically has worked really hard to build some relationships in the industry. And she has an Instagram page. She posts very consistently. She's worked really hard on that. But she started doing stylized shoots. And the way she's doing it is she is um, coordinating with like some of the florists and... Um, just other vendors who are really well-known and like the other uh, wedding magazines and things in the area that people follow and really like, Mm -hmm. and she's tagging them in the photos and they're tagging her and they're all building off of each other. And it's, it's not competitive because they all offer different services. Right. So I thought that was brilliant. I was like, you're doing influencer marketing and it's working for you because you're doing it well. So I thought that was really cool. And I think that's something that gets underutilized because it does require networking and building relationships but then you're making it digital and building that presence by putting it online and being consistent about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think a lot of people, when I hear the term
1: influencer marketing, my first thought isn't necessarily always from a local standpoint or a small business standpoint. True. It's a, okay, um, here's a celebrity selling perfume and, you know, it, that's that's the main thing, right? I, I don't know. I, that's what I, I think big first, mm-hmm. but in reality, we forget that you can just partner with local businesses. Um maybe even local celebrities sometimes around, or Instagram, um, people who have a lot of followers.
0: Um, That's a really great point. So one last thing on that, a podcast I follow talks about all the time that if you have one follower, you're considered an influencer. And I think that gets lost. And if you think about influencer marketing, like the heart of what it is, it's taking two audiences and creating one place for them both to see you. So if you have one post, And like, I think your example was like Meza Wine Shop Mm -hmm. and then was it Gemma Shop? Yeah. (laughs) So two separate places in a very similar area caters to the same audience, but you're creating one post that references both of them. So both of those audience see that one post. And so you can definitely leverage that. And I think it's really underutilized right now and is a huge opportunity for people like you guys who are trying to build local businesses. Exactly. So that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a review on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you have any questions or topic suggestions, feel free to send us an email at podcast at revlocal.com. Thanks so much for watching. Bye.